Welcome to the Paradigms and Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Joe Simmons, and on this podcast, we talk about paradigms and perspectives and how people can achieve different results just by changing their paradigm and their perspectives. Let's get started with today's episode. Shortcuts, hacks, and strategies. I'll say that one more time. Shortcuts, hacks, and strategies. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear those three words? This is a special shout out to LinkedIn uh, influencer Shay Robottom, in which she had a video uh, that she posted on her LinkedIn account talking about uh, shortcuts and hacks. And I decided to add strategies to it as well. And she's mentioned how she's one for uh, shortcuts. So she sides with shortcuts. Uh, I side with strategies. And I'll give my examples and my rebuttal later on. But let's jump right into the shortcuts and the hacks. And let's see how they actually play out when it comes to achieving goals and performance. So now let's talk about the mindset between somebody that's trying to take a shortcut versus somebody that has an abundant mindset. Now, shortcuts do have their benefits, but the biggest problem with shortcuts is they're exactly that they're short, as in short term. And we live in a marathon. This life in this world is a marathon. People that usually take shortcuts usually lose the marathon. I'll say that one more time. People that usually take shortcuts usually use the marathon. And it's because they don't see the bigger picture. It's just, hey, let me find the quickest way to get to this. And it happens so many times in corporate. Well, like I said before, I had to go back and be the janitorial officer. I was the chief janitorial officer cleaning up mess. Why? Because somebody took a shortcut. And I can't tell you how many times those shortcuts actually cost the company a lot of money because they took a shortcut. Instead of having the right strategy. But like I said, I'll I'll get into my soapbox later on. Then you have the abundant mindset. These are people that have abundant mindsets. It's not so much about the shortcut. It's about doing what's right. It's about being effective, but it's also more important. It's about value. It's about reciprocity. That's what the abundant mindset is all about. It's about reciprocity. People that have abundant mind, they understand reciprocity. Which comes from agriculture. If you want to harvest, you plant a seed. But it's seed time, then harvest. And during that time, that seed has to germinate in order for you to produce that harvest. And abundant mindset people don't mind off taking off slow because they know it's a marathon. They're thinking about longevity. Not instant gratification with the shortcut. Not on that one. 
shortcuts used to provide a lot of blind spots. A lot of blind spots. A lot of times you can, you know, be so blind that you don't really see. But if you're in a button mindset, you'll have insight, which is completely different. But yeah, shortcuts provide a lot of blind spots. A lot of blind spots. Just like when people try to get into business. Oh, I'm just going to become a business owner. Let me take a shortcut. This person said I can do this. Well, how many times you done find out people was running scams? Why? Because they're trying to get a shortcut to money. Or even in the streets. Doing, you know, illegal or criminal activity. Why? They're trying to get a shortcut to the money. And that shortcut, they either wind up dead or in prison. Why? Because they was chasing the shortcut. Like I said, it's short. It's not long term. It has no stamina to go long term. But I always say this too. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And just because you're at the bottom and just because you're at the bottom today, that doesn't mean that you're going to stay at the bottom. You want to build or you want to build right. Just like Will Smith talked about with his father, about how when they tore down the business, and Will Smith and his brother had to rebuild that business brick by brick. It took them a year and a half, but they built it back. Actually, they built it back better than what it was before. But they made sure they laid every brick right. They started off just laying one brick a day. Then as it started to compound, then they was able to lay more bricks on top of that. But that's because his father was still in an abundant mindset in his, in his sons. The father had a strategy. And you should do the same thing. Now, like I said, this is just recommendations. You're entitled to choose a shortcut if you like. But just understand the benefits and the consequences of taking a shortcut. Next up, chasing trends, windows of opportunities. And this is where the hacks come in at. Because a lot of people, like I said, they're chasing trends or headline arenas. They see a window of opportunity and now they want to try to hack it. They want to try to semi-reverse engineer this opportunity so they can hack the opportunity. So, people that are trying to hack something, they try to be in the middle. Between taking a shortcut, between taking a strategy. Whereas a hack, it's not necessarily a shortcut. But, it's not a full-blown strategy. Like I said, it's, it's a... It's, it's in between a shortcut and it's in between the strategy. But people always try to trace trends. And that's why they try to hack it. But the, the number one problem with hacking is, is that you don't develop a full level of competency because it's, it's middle. You're not giving yourself 
that extra time to compound. You're not giving yourself that time to for it to develop and grow and to mature. You're just trying to hack it for the trend. Oh, this is a one of opportunity. Let me just go ahead and hack this. You know? Just like um, crypto. Crypto is a window of opportunity right now. So everybody's trying to hack crypto. Or NFTs. NFTs are hot right now. So everybody's trying to hack NFTs. Or any other trend or any other opportunity. But, you know, like I said, I prefer competency in something. And this is where a lot of people go wrong. And I'm going to give you examples in the upcoming segments about people going wrong. When they're chasing trends or they're chasing windows of opportunity. It's like, they like, they like rabbits. You see a rabbit, oh, I want that rabbit. Then another trend, another opportunity, oh, no, I want that rabbit. Oh, and then another one comes up right behind it. Now you got three rabbits, three trends, and you're trying to chase all of them. But you said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take advantage of all three. How? I'm going to hack. I'm going to hack the first one. That's going to give me some time back. Then I'm going to hack the second one. Now I'm getting better at it. Then boom, that'll still give me time to hack the third one. And then what's going to wind up happening? You're going to wind up all those opportunities and your return investment on all of them be going to be pretty much average or pretty much mediocre. You're not going to be happy about it. But people chase trends because they want to be cool. They want to have something to talk about. They're not okay with believing in what they believe in. Now, that doesn't mean, like I said, you can't take advantage of opportunity. You can't take advantage of trends. It's just how you go about it. But more people go about it, uh, like I said, with hacks. But I love what Warren Buffett always says. One of the greatest investors of all time. He focused on, like he said, his circle of competence. He also on stuff that's tried and true. Like transportation. He owns a lot of railroads. Why? Because of transportation. Transportation is universal. We're going to always need transportation. Now the transportation may change, but we're going to always need transportation. People love transportation. And that's more of a strategy. But like I said, that'll lead up into our next segment, which I think is going to be very eye-opening and groundbreaking. So please stay tuned uh, for the next segment. But yeah, people chasing trends, people chasing opportunities. And a lot of times they get burned because they're they're not knowledgeable about it. They don't continue to learn about it. They don't practice it. And they don't adapt to it. But I don't know. Their ambition is not high enough. They can't get past level three, which is desire. Why? Because they're out of alignment. Now, like I said, you can still take advantage of trends. You can still take advantage of opportunities. But you shouldn't make that your main priority. And that's where people go wrong. Okay, so let's talk about people that took a shortcut and it didn't work out. First up, the dot-com millionaires. 
what happened? Late 90s, early 2000s, you had all these dot-com millionaires. All of these people that was building these websites and all this dot-com stuff. And they was building these internet, or what they call web 1.0 businesses. They was going public. People was putting money in this. Oh, it's going to be big. People was becoming millionaires and billionaires overnight. Once again, chasing trends and following shortcuts and hacks. And what happened in the early 2000s? The bubble burst. It burst. Why? Because shortcuts and hacks. Like Warren Buffett said it best. When everybody's fearful, you should be greedy. When everybody's greedy, you should be fearful. And that's exactly what happened. Everybody everybody got greedy. And what happened? The bubble burst. Once again, these real estate millionaires, realtors, and real estate investors. We all know what happened. The Great Recession. From 04 to 05, you had all these realtors and these real estate investors. They were selling, buying, flipping, especially with residential. Even sometimes commercial, but more so residential. Everybody was becoming millionaires. I even tell you how when I was in financial services selling investments, my executive director, she mentioned that too about how her her husband was flipping from the money that she was making from investments and from the good job, the money that her husband was making. But they got lucky though. They got out right before the bubble burst on them. Something told them to stop. They was going for their biggest flip. Which would have been their next deal. But they stopped. And if they would have did their next deal. they would All the money they put in. They would have went, they would have went broke. She said. Or even bankrupt. But yeah. That's exactly what happened. Over leveraging the market. And what happened to a lot of these real estate millionaires. They lost the they lost the property. They lost money. Upside down on houses. Why? Because they was chasing trends. They were chasing trends. I'll have to give it up to Robert Kiyosaki. Author Rich That Poor That. Focusing on cash flow, not capital gains. That's what everybody was focusing on capital gains. And I'll say it again. Like I mentioned it uh, before on what capital gains is. It's when you buy a property for one amount, you sell it for another. And then the difference is what is known as a capital gain. Because you initially put capital into the property to... Buy the property, you also put uh, renovation capital in it to enhance the property value. And then you sold it for more money, which you made a gain off of that capital. Hence the reason why they call it capital gains. 
But yeah, a lot of people were chasing that capital gains roller coaster. And they and they and they came on track and they wrecked out. Uh my branch manager, her and her husband, at the time when I was working at the bank, they lost a lot of money. Cause they had a lot of stuff in real estate. Not only that, her husband was a carpenter. He had his own business. That dried up quick. He was riding the capital gains wave too. But what also didn't help is they were spending money. So instead of saving and investing that money, that they, that extra money they was making, they were spending it. But, yep. That's what happened to the real estate millionaires from the Great Recession. Next up, the restaurant tour millionaires. Same thing. Similar to the Great Recession real estate millionaires. People get into restaurants all the time. And they fail. They fail massively. Number one, they lack self-awareness. And number two, they don't know how to run a restaurant. They do not know how to run a restaurant. They over-leverage themselves. They put too much capital in. But another thing is, too, going back to it, chasing trends, chasing opportunities. You see somebody else got a new nice little trendy restaurant. Oh, I want to do the same thing. How hard can it be? Yeah, because it's very difficult when your marketing is not producing a return on investment. When you get negative reviews, when you can't keep staff, when economic conditions change, when risks increase, when what can go wrong, go wrong, a.k.a. Murphy's Law. Yeah, that's what happens. Had a lot of restaurateurs, once again, chasing trends, chasing quote-unquote what they thought was opportunities, not really having a strategy, and then scaling small. Nope. Same thing. They got wiped out. Why? Because they were chasing a trend and they were chasing an opportunity. <laughs> My personal favorite to make fun of. The fundraising founder millionaires. We all know about this. Especially when Silicon Valley was hot and everybody had an idea. All these fundraising founders, they jumped on the trend. It was hot. All you need is an idea. You can just pitch these, these VCs and these billionaires and they'll invest in you. And where are these fundraising founders now? Companies bankrupt. They can't get a job. They can't launch a new venture. They have been blacklisted in the VC angel community. Where are they? A lot of them broke. But what happened? Chasing that trend. Chasing that opportunity. When like Gary Vee says, they wasn't real entrepreneurs in the first place. They just had an idea. They pitched it to somebody. 
And then they got then like I said, usually what happens less than five years they get kicked out and they take the and they take whatever little money that they got. And then the VC fund, if they are gonna lose money on it, they write it off. And they do one of two things. They either transition the business, meaning they, they find another market, another product fit, and they they transition to that, or they sell it to another company. Who's willing to buy it? They do the same thing. Take it for what it's worth, or just use it as a tax write-off. But, yep. A lot of fundraising founders do that. They chase trends, they chase opportunities, and they wind up getting burned. The quote-unquote entrepreneur, or what I like to call the lifestyle entrepreneur, these names, same thing. A lot of them are doing the same thing in the past that they're doing now. They chasing trends, and they chase opportunities, and they're getting burned. And a lot of them are really broke. That's right, I said it broke. Why? Because they're chasing a trend, a shortcut, a hack. They should be focusing on these strategies, but nope. They want to get there quickly. They want to, you know, show off for social media, especially Instagram, which is fake. It's not somebody's real reality, but they go check you up on Instagram. I love what one influencer uh, said. Go to LinkedIn. That's where all the real business people are at. They on LinkedIn. Not Facebook. Not Instagram. LinkedIn. See if they on LinkedIn. See if they have a network. Because that's where all the real bosses, the real movers and shakers are at. They're on LinkedIn. But yeah, a lot of these lifestyle entrepreneurs, they chasing trends. They chasing opportunities instead of being themselves. Steve Jobs said it best. Think differently. Be unique. That's one thing I love about luxury brands. They're unique. They're their own self. And it's funny. They actually did pretty well. During these troubling times, during the pandemic. Why? Because it's a brand. They're not like everybody else. They're not out here chasing trends. They're not out here chasing shortcuts, chasing hats. They have a strategy. A luxury strategy on that. For every area of their business. So, a lot of lifestyle entrepreneurs are broke. Or will be broke in the near future. Because one thing like trends, shortcuts, and hacks. They like the seasons. They all come and go. And they all change. Now, let's talk about the juggernaut. Yes, that's right. The juggernaut. Here comes the flamethrower. Rich people focus on trends. Wealthy people focus on strategies. I'm going to say that one more time so you can let that marinate in your pot of soup. 
Rich people focus on trends. Wealthy people focus on strategies. I'm going to let that sit. Because that was fire. I did not make that up. I forgot where I got that from. But it's so true. Rich people focus on trends. And wealthy people focus on strategies. Now let me say this. As somebody that worked at a bank. That saw money all day, every day, for two years. Also, somebody that was in investments for a year and that saw large accounts and that met and spoke to wealthy individuals. I'm talking about people that got $20 million or more. And this rings so, so true. I've even spoken to entrepreneurs that's worth over $20 million. I've even spoken to attorneys that are worth more than $20 million. And this rings true. Even the research rings true. You can go to the Fortune 100. You can even pull up the top 10 billionaires. And you can see that they all focus on the strategy. They're not chasing trends. Jeff Bezos even said it himself. At Amazon, they plan things out three to five years in advance. Sometimes even 10 years in advance. Jack Ma, the billionaire of Alibaba, the chairman and founder of Alibaba, he says the same thing. They have 10-year goals. That's not chasing no trend. That's definitely focused on strategy. They got 10-year goals. Jack Ma said if it's not a 10-year goal, it's not worth doing. Jeff Bezos ain't focused on no trend. Even Jay-Z. Jay-Z even said it when the whole auto-tune was popular in music. Jay-Z was not focused on that. Jay-Z was focused on his own strategy. Jay-Z done said it so many times in interviews. He has his own strategy. He beats his own drum. He built his own brand. And his brand is still long-lasting. And he retired from music. And he's still an icon. Michael Jackson, same thing. Had a strategy. Was it focusing on trends? Chris Nolan, one of the most prolific directors in the last 20 years. That's a strategy, man. Nolan, Nolan even said it in his interviews, the way he make movies. That's strategy. Nolan ain't chasing the hottest trend. But like I said, that's wealthy people. Wealthy people have strategies. Rich people chase trends, or they focus on trends. What's hot right now? Like I said, I got examples coming up. But when I seen this, and I read it out loud, I'm like, whoa, that's powerful. Once again, it comes down to choice. Do you want to be rich and chase trends, chase shortcuts, and chase hacks? Or do you want to be wealthy 
and focus on the best strategies and executing those strategies with a team of accelerators. Thank you for listening to the Paradigms and Perspectives podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to this podcast. We really hope that you got some value out of this podcast and that this podcast will assist with you changing your paradigm and changing your perspective so that you can live the life that you was meant to live. And we look forward to seeing you in another podcast episode. Thank you and have a good day.